This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. I want to ask you this question this morning. Have you ever received a message from someone that just blew you away? You were just amazed, astonished, left speechless, almost, you know, that, that combination of fear and excitement. Ever experienced a message that came your way that made you feel like this is just too good to be true? I'm not talking about those messages you receive on your in- inbox, usually the spam box, from uh, your Nigerian friend who's uh, informing you that you have inherited multiple millions of pounds, and all you need to do is contact him and pay over a small administrative fee, and then you'll be able to access your Inheritance. I'm not talking about that kind of message, okay? If you receive those, don't open it. Don't look at it. Even those SMSs that come and say, hey, Sars has got a refund for you. Just give us your email address. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, there are all sorts of phishing happening um, all over the world, and that is certainly a fishy message to receive. So don't open it. But I once received a message that really bowled me over. We were on outreach uh, to Kai Kai. Uh, it is a small uh, village. Uh, there's a, there's a, a bunch of Bushman people that live there. It's on the border of Botswana and Namibia, right to the left corner. It takes you forever to get there. And um, I remember being on this outreach, enjoying just ministering with this family who had been based there as missionary um, couple, wanting to reach out to these Bushman people. And I remember one night laying down after a full days of, of activity, you know how those things are if you've ever been on an outreach. There's lots happening and your, your mind's always racing at the end of the day. And I remember lying down on my blow-up mattress that would only last a few hours before I would find myself, you know, like this, um, you know, bent over. And just as I lay down and I was about to fall asleep, I had this vision. I, the only way I could exp- exp- describe it is like an open vision. Okay, now, for those of us that maybe are not so familiar with these types of realities, you get closed visions, which is like you're asleep or you're, you're closing your eyes and you see some things unfold. Uh, open visions are what some have described as almost like a movie being projected out in front of you. You're completely awake and you can see things happening in front of you. The only way I can explain it is it's something supernatural. I can't really, you know, how does this all work? Is it a figment of my imagination? I don't know. But I had one of these encounters. And I remember in this vision, kind of getting up from my bed, walking out, and being accompanied by um, someone. I don't know who it was. The person wasn't familiar to me. Um, I didn't have a sense of who they may be. But I remember walking with them out into the bush. You know, we were in a little base camp, and then we're into the bush. I mean, this is Bushman territory. There's not a much happening. You're kind of following the pathway. And I, and I remember distinctly seeing how I'm walking with this person, and we're having a conversation eventually, the, the whole landscape just changed. We, we went from being covered in bush and trying to make our way through the little dirt paths, finding our way to an open airstrip, an airstrip in the middle of nowhere. I was like, this is very strange, you know? But not only was there this airstrip, there was actually an airplane which was ready, the propellers were running, and my companion basically motioned to me saying, listen, you've got to get on, get on board. And so I got onto this plane, and it was like the, 
the picture just zoomed out for a second. And as we zoomed, you know, it was like I could see Botswana and then Sub-Saharan Africa and then Africa and then the whole world. And then this plane flew to Australia, landed in Australia, and it was, you know, those, those lights that go like that, you know? From Australia, I saw all these different lines going all over the place. And I was amazed. I was like, I kind of came to in that moment, and, and the vision stopped, and I was like, well, Lord, it, it must, you must be speaking to me about something, because this is a very strange experience. I've never experienced anything like this. And you must be showing me something of what you want to do in and through my life. Well, little did I know that the next morning, I would receive a message. Mark, who uh, was back home, sent a radio call to us. I mean, this gives you a little bit of a time frame of when this happened a few years ago, now almost 20 years ago, before roaming cell phone signals. If you had that, you paid a lot, so we had to radio in. And he radioed in to say that he had received a message on my behalf from a performing arts ministry that I had been a part of, and they were busy putting together a team of people that were going to pioneer this ministry into the United States of America, and they wanted me to be a part of this team. So I'm like, Jesus, man, I just had this vision last night, flying all over the world. The next morning, I get this message. God must be, you know, and I mean, it's America. It's not like deep, dark Africa, you know. It's not, it's not Jupiter, you know. It's, it's America. Like, God's going to send me there. I mean, like, as a youngster, it's like, who wouldn't want to receive a message like this, and I was like, clearly, this is of God, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. This is, this is good, you know. But a couple of things began to unfold, which I'll pick up a little bit later in my message. This morning, I would like to speak to us about someone that also received a life-altering message, an encounter, which changed not only the trajectory of that person's life, but actually the trajectory of all of our lives, and that is. Mary, the mother of Jesus. She received a profound message, something that bowled her over, put her life in a, in a very different path. And we pick up this passage in Luke chapter uh, 28, verse, uh, 20, uh, verse 1 to 20, uh, chapter 1, verse 28 to 33. And, and remember, we're doing this series on hidden heroes. We're looking at different heroes in the Bible, so to speak that encountered God in specific ways, but was used by God in significant ways to see things unfold. So it says the following, verse 28, it says, And the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, this is the angel Gabriel, he says, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive and in, your womb, uh, in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom, or of his kingdom, there will be no end. Wow, what a message to receive, especially for someone like Mary. Now, I don't need to maybe remind you, but for some of us that maybe don't know this, to be greeted with this saying, 
Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you, must have been a shocking experience for her. Because Mary, as we're told, was young, unmarried, poor. In terms of standing in this world, she could possibly boast of the fact that she does have some lineage that's connected to the, you know, to, to King David, somehow connected with the people of God. But remember when Mally spoke to us last week about Elizabeth, Mary was one of those people that was part of the people of Israel that still eagerly expected the coming of the Messiah. She still believed that God was faithful to his word, and therefore God didn't look at her circumstances, her poverty, her situation as a hindrance for his purposes to unfold. Actually, he looked past those things and said, actually, I want to use those things to further my kingdom. And today, you and I are experiencing and receiving a similar message. I want to say to you on behalf of God, greetings, O favored ones. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Now, you might say, but Gareth, I'm, I'm poor, or I'm uneducated, or, you know, I come from a bad family, or I've done some bad things in my life. Can you and I hear today that God looks upon us favorably regardless of where we come from, what we've experienced, and what we may have endured? I want to ask you, what are some of the limitations that you're placing on yourself to be used by God? What are some of the limitations that you have placed on yourself to be used by God? Maybe a different way of saying it. What limitations have you placed on God, believing that He cannot look past some of your past mistakes? He cannot use your circumstances. He cannot usher in His kingdom. His purposes cannot unfold in your life because of what you're experiencing. Greetings, O favored ones. The Lord is with you. This is the message that you and I receive. And this is something that you and I can experience. And you and I need to understand, just like Mary, we can receive the approval of, of heaven. And we can see God transform our lives and those around us. We are favored. And therefore, the Lord is with us. Now, we cannot take these, this moment that, uh, that Mary experiences lightly. And I think sometimes as believers and even as, as people, we encounter God and we sort of brush these things over. Like, oh yeah, oh, this, is a, uh, this is another promise that I got from the Lord. You know, another prophetic word I received. Another moment, oh, I can see, sense God speak, oh, you know, I am going to heaven, so it's okay. I don't need to contend for anything more. I don't need to experience more than that. It is amazing to see that for Mary, she receives this message that would transform her life in such a way that actually God himself would live within her. God himself would live within her. And we as well, I mean, the world that we live in, some church traditions emphasize Mary too much. I think for some of us, we emphasize Mary too little in the sense that we don't take too, uh, enough of uh, an example and heed something of her example enough. You see, if God would dwell within Mary, it's a picture 
that God would later on, by His Holy Spirit, come and dwell within us. You and I need to understand that the way that we experience and access and, and walk in all that God has promised us, it begins with the knowledge that God wants to reside within us. And that begins with a relationship with Him, and that begins also in, in a response that I think um, is elicited or shown through uh, Mary. Now, it's interesting to see that her response in verse 34, it says, Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? How is it that I can be favored by God? How is it that God would, would usher in his, bringing his son into this world? How can I be included in God's will and plan? Because if I look around me, this is impossible. And you might be looking at your life today and saying, well, this is impossible. Look at my family scenario. Look at my financial standing. Look at my recurrent relationship with God. You know, my Bible's all dusty. I don't even, I don't even look at it from time to time. This whole year has been an up and down. I, I just felt myself being tossed to and fro by every circumstance. But I want to say to you that that is an appropriate question to ask. When you and I are encountered by God's message of His purpose, just like I was, in that moment, there I have this vision of God. I see what he's, what he's planned. I have a sense of what He wants to accomplish. And then I have to ask myself, so how is it going to happen? I'm, I'm a youngster. I have no means. How on earth am I going to get on a plane, let alone go somewhere else? I'm in rural Africa right now. How on earth would it ever happen? And I want you and I to understand that even though we might receive the purposes of God, that message of God's purpose, and it may leave us confused and may leave us feeling in doubt, God gives us further assurances that He will accomplish what He has promised. Not in our own strength, but in our willingness to participate with Him. You see, friends, what was interesting to ha that happened to me is after this radio message, the outreach leader that had taken us with this outreach said to me, listen, let's go take a walk. Let's just, let's just talk about this, encounter, this, this message you've just received. Because I'm thinking, yeah, which way is my life going to go? What am I going to do? And so the two of us just started off walking and we're, we're talking and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing some of my heart, some of my passion, some of, my, some of the things God shared over my life. And, and as we're discussing this walking through the little dirt paths, next thing we find ourselves at an airstrip. I didn't know that there was an airstrip close by the base camp we were at. We hadn't gone close there at any point in our outreach. There was no knowledge for me of that moment. And, and in that moment, as things opened up, I knew, hey, wait a minute. Last night wasn't just like, you know, a pizza or, a, or some weird thing I ate. But actually, God was wanting to get my attention. And it was amazing for me to see that even though I was, I, I didn't have the clarity of this is the next step I need to do. And this is not the next aspect of what I need to experience. Actually, I had greater confidence that God was at work in my life. And that was enough for me to say, Lord, I'm willing to take the next step. Because if we look at Mary's response, you know, 
She didn't know all that God had planned. She, she had a sense of it, but she didn't know what was going to come after this. All she needed to do was simply respond as we see would happen. Because we asked this question, how is this going to happen, Lord? How, how is this going to unfold in my life? The angel answered her. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child uh, to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of, with her who has called, was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Friends, you and I need to see and hear this today. That if you look at your circumstances, you look at your story, God's response is that he will overshadow you. Are you willing and do you create space in your life for God to overshadow you? Or are you simply saying, well, Lord, maybe one day when you've, when you've made everything work out for me, when you've brought all these parts together, maybe then I can trust you. Maybe then I can experience you, Lord. Maybe then I'll see your faithfulness in my life. No, as it says in, in Psalm 91, it's a sort of a summarized version. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and for, uh, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. This is a promise for you and I, that if you and I could just begin to say, Lord, can I find myself under your wing? Can I allow myself to be overshadowed by you? That will be the beginning point, the initiation space, where you and I will experience God's purposes unfold in our lives. And if you're looking at this next year, 2023, you and I will be able to truly experience what God has for us when we find ourselves in God's presence on a daily basis, regularly spending time with Him. Mary allowed God to overshadow her and her family. Will you allow God to overshadow you and your family? It's amazing to see as well that Mary wasn't alone in this journey. The angel says to her, listen, you've got Elizabeth in your life. Look, God's doing a miracle in her life. So if he's doing it for her, he will do it for you. God's promises are accomplished in our lives when we surround ourselves with others. Remember in my story, I wasn't alone in this, oh, which way am I going to go? What's going to happen to my life? No, I had someone who would come alongside me who would help me sort things out, figure it out, to know what steps I should take, how I should process things. The local church, my friends, is God's plan and purpose that you and I would be able to experience that. And I've, I've seen too many people, they can tell me all the prophetic promises that God has given over their lives, all the dreams and the visions that they've received, but they do not walk in an, an one inch of those things because they've chosen to disconnect themselves, saying, Lord, now I want to wait. I want to wait for things to unfold, Lord. I want to see things, you know, I will see how things happen. I mean, I love Mary's response when 
she says to the angel in verse 38, says, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be according to your word. I am your servant. Friends, it begins with us not. Mary didn't start off by saying, oh, sorry, angel, thanks so much for this wonderful message. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to walk in all this that you have for it. But I just want to ask, um, Lord, so, um, but I'm young, I'm, I'm, I'm poor, and I'm not from the right family. Okay, so those things are taken care of. Okay, Lord, but you know, Lord, the way this could really work out well, if we were going to usher in the king, the way I think we should do it is, Lord, can we move from, from Galilee and Nazareth? I think, I think Jerusalem would be a better place to launch a kingdom. Lord, um, you know, I, I am sort of loosely connected with this line of David. Can you put in a, somehow make things happen that, I mean, the, that Jesus would be born in a palace? That God would usher in his kingdom because, I mean, that just, that just would make sense. And many of us, I think, come to God with those pictures, like, Lord, well, there's an airplane. I'm flying to Australia, so I'm, I'm going all over the world, Lord. First opportunity, let's go. But Lord, remember, you know, check my checkbook. Make sure you give me the right connections. Too many of us are hindered because we have all of our excuses or we have lists of expectations. But Mary doesn't say that. She simply says, I am your servant. Let it be done according to your word. You and I, friends, if we are truly favored of the Lord today, the Lord is with you, then we need to live and walk and say, Lord, let it be done in my life according to your word. Nothing added, nothing subtracted. No excuses made. No things saying, oh, but Lord, you know, when I'm healthy, I'll do this. Or when I'm wealthy, I'll do this. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get involved. I, I know you've given me all this talents and resources and opportunities and abilities and experiences. But Lord, I just want to take a break because I've had a hard year. And I just need to relax a little bit. I need to recoup before I can be used by you. No, 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 friends. Mary doesn't do that, and, and I think that shouldn't be our um, response at all. It's interesting for me to see how things unfold in our lives and how when we allow ourselves to be overshadowed by the Most High and we live according to God's Word and we surround ourselves with others, how we see things unfold in our lives that we would never have imagined. In my life, after coming back from that trip and through some prayer and, and, and counsel, I decided not to take up the offer of going to America. Because in my vision, I was going to go to Australia. So I was like, Lord, then I'm going to go to Australia. I know for a fact I probably wouldn't have married Ainsley. I probably wouldn't have experienced many of the things I've experienced. And, and I think in, in God's you know, universe, he would have figured things out and made his plans still unfold in my life, but I, I certainly feel like I've experienced the best of what God can give me. But I remember making my very first international trip, and it was a, a trip to Australia, because my wife and I were like, well, Lord, you've given us this word. Perhaps you've called us to Australia, and from there, things are going to unfold. So we flew to Australia, spent a month there, spent time with our family there, got to know some things, got to pray, and got to hear the Lord. And in the midst of that, it was like, Lord, 
this isn't where you've called us. This isn't what you have planned for us. That was in 2009, friends. And today, I, I can honestly say, I've, I've traveled by God's grace and just privileged to be able to do that. I've seen many parts of the world. I've experienced God's faithfulness, His power. I've worked in my life. Uh, but I've also paid some sacrifices. I've made some adjustments. I've had to go through some pain and discomfort and frustration even sometimes. But, friends, I've also enjoyed great joy and peace in the knowledge that God is at work in my life. I've chosen to be like Mary. I'm not going to respond with my list of demands. I'm not going to respond with my list of saying, Lord, well, this is how I think your will is going to be unfolding in my life. No, Lord, I want you to overshadow me every single day. And I want you to experience, I want to experience your word every single day. Some of you are sitting here today and you're like, well, Gareth, I've never had that before. I've never had an open vision. I've never had someone prophesy over me. I've never had a supernatural encounter. Maybe that's just for those special people. Friends, that's not the case. When you and I are hungry for God, I've experienced this. I've seen this in my life. I've seen it in the lives of others. When we are hungry for God and we say, Lord, I want you to show me your glory. I want you to show me who you are. And that's what I'm after. I'm not after a purpose. I'm not after a platform. I'm not after a promotion. I'm actually after you. I'm after your presence, Lord. Because it's in, the, in, in God's presence that you and I experience great joy and life. And it's in that place that we encounter God. And can I encourage us that we would do that? That's why Jesus came. Christ came in the flesh. God, Emmanuel, God with us so that you and I would be able to experience and encounter him on the inside of us. That we would not adopt a religion, a list of do's and don'ts, a couple of things that work for us and then, oh, I, I misstepped and therefore I've missed out. But actually a relationship. And every relationship requires faith. It requires love. It requires a hope and a, and a desire to say, Lord, that you have my life in your hands. And if I'm willing to yield myself to you, Lord, I'll experience and encounter more of you today. And that's my encouragement to us as a church today. Can we learn from the life of Mary? Can we be vessels through whom God's kingdom advances? And can we allow him to, to overshadow us every single day and every moment of our lives? As the music team comes to the front, I want to ask you, if you are far from God today, perhaps you've been invited by a friend or a family member. You, you've come for Christmas, but you're getting something way more than that. Today, I, I want to say to you that you too can heed and receive this message. Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. God wants to be with you, and he is with you right now. And I want to encourage you to open your hearts and say, Lord, I want you to fill my life to overflowing. I want to be embraced by you, enjoyed by you, and actually see your purposes unfold in my life as I become a servant of you, Lord. Not a cringing servant that is unworthy, but actually a son and a daughter in the house of the Lord. Thanks for joining us for today's message. 
Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.